And I am aware now. Aware now. The official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. When a handy woman, an aspiring Finnish carpenter, navigates dating, family, and society's expectations in a predominantly male trade, you have the making for an epic series of real scenarios and relatable scenes that so many can identify with. It is with gratitude that we give thanks to Gabrielle Bourne for producing the comedy series Mac of All Trades, using humor to take on society stereotypes when it comes to the roles and goals of women. First and foremost, thank you so much, Gabby, for joining us today. I appreciate your time. You've got a lot going on, so thank you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's always fun talking to you. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Actress and model, actress and singer, actress and dancer, these are titles that we're used to sing together. They go together. Here enters you, Gabrielle Bourne, actress and builder. <laughs> so we're not used to seeing these two titles together. My question to start us out with is this, when and how did these two titles, these two professions come to be your calling? It's been a journey. Um, so I've always, I mean, for a long time since I was, I don't know, 11, an actor. That was kind of like the thing that has driven me. Um, and, you know, it's what I went to college for. It's been my main thing throughout. And then somewhere along the way, uh, I'd say maybe seven or eight years ago, I started getting really interested in um, woodworking and refinishing furniture. And it kind of started like that and then obviously became something so much more. Um, and it started as kind of a way to supplement my acting career, you know, on the side, I was bartending. Um, and then, you know, I kind of turned into somebody who wasn't as much of a night person anymore. So, um, and I was just doing all these projects for fun. I thought, okay, why don't I do it for other people? Um, so I started, you know, refinishing furniture and building custom furniture for people. And then my husband and I bought our first house and I refinished our kitchen and then things kind of like spiraled and it kind of became an obsession. And um, I'm, I feel so lucky to have found something that I can do that works alongside of acting um, where I don't have to really sacrifice anything that I get to do both is like just incredible. Um, and yeah, I'm just grateful to have found it kind of, cause acting can be obviously a difficult, um, road sometimes it's like that constant, you know, um, like I always talk about it with Tri, who's, you know, a professional athlete where it's like, okay, you practice and then you get to play in the game. And that's the reason why you practice acting until you're at that point. It's a lot of practice. It's a lot of like, you know, um, class and playing and working behind the scenes and not as much time in the beginning as like you're in the game. 
And so that is what kind of building gives me in a fulfilling kind of way where it's like, okay, I get to start something and see a finished product. I'm not seeing a finished product as much so far with acting and I get to see that with the building. So I, I love how they kind of fit hand in hand and I anyway feel very lucky to have them both. Well, it's it's awesome what you do and how you do it. Um, you know, so let's uh, in the comedy series that you wrote, produced and starred in Mac of All Trades, you play the role of Mac, a handy woman. So in the six part series, you call out society's gender based stereotypes through a series of hilarious, hilarious scenarios. Uh, my question is, is this, do all of these episodes mirror your own lived experiences? I mean, was this series based on real life events? So it definitely stemmed from that. Obviously, it's not really based on my life. Mac is single and, you know, in the dating world, I've been um, in a relationship for a very, very long time. Um, and so that kind, you know, kind of who she is and her storyline is different. But a lot of the scenarios that she finds herself in are definitely based off of my personal experiences. Um, going to showing up at houses to, you know, when I was building furniture, I was even doing like kind of handy woman work at a certain point where I'd go and like fix things for people. Um, so yes, a hundred percent, those experiences are based off of my experiences. Which makes the whole, uh, the whole series just all the more awesome to know that, yes, this actually happened. Mm -hmm. Um, so of all of the scenes, in the series, which was your hardest to film, part A? Part B, which scene was your favorite? Um, oh, hardest, I would say um, the scene in the lumber yard. There were a lot of moving parts going on there, you know? So it was just kind of, think about it. Well, I still get carded buying spray paint, so. Yes. Well, that's because you got my jeans, and that means your face looks beautiful until you're 70, but in the meantime, your eggs not Mom, so much. Mom, I, I gotta go. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, I'll be sure to think long and hard about the rate at which my eggs are declining. Hi. Um, is he around? He's out doing a delivery. Yeah. I'm, uh, picking up an order for Mac. Mahogany. Yep. Is Mac coming around with his truck or what? Uh, I'm Mac, and my truck's right over there. Will I be tame like when I got sons if I let somebody tell me who I it was tricky, but but also one of my favorites. Um, and then the other hard scene was we have a scene with the spider. And so Try, my husband, was like the spider wrangler for the I, that was his job. He needed to find a spider and keep it alive until we started shooting. And so we had to place it on the piece of wood because it comes crawling up to me. And just that whole, you know, getting the spider to do exactly what you want and not die and not, you know, and be in the shot. That was difficult. You go, tiny soldier inside. Favorite scene to film would be um, the date scene um, with uh, 
the actor Tim Joe. He's just such a great actor and so much fun to work with. Yeah, tell me more. Um, I realize I've been a little vague about what I do for a living. A little? Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's kind of been a thing in past relationships. So, it's not a big deal. It's okay, I mean. But I am sort of like a, like a handy woman. Oh, okay. We worked um, several years back on a show called Pitch. Um, it was a, a Fox show about like a female pitcher. And um, so I, he came to do that with me. And that's kind of, that scene is where this whole idea kind of stemmed from. I just thought that concept was so funny of um, her telling some, like be, being nervous to tell who she's dating that she's a handy woman yeah. and like how he takes it. Um, so that was just so fun because we got to play back and forth. That was just like my favorite scene to shoot. Well, and you could tell, you could tell the genuine energy that was flowing through that scene. Uh, and so for people who have not seen it yet, but who will see it, uh, the definition of what a handy woman is, is hilarious when he first tries to figure out what do you mean? And I'm not going to say it because I don't want to give it away, but hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> I love how you used humor just to address these, these issues. Um, you know, so the quality of the series from the writing to the production it's absolutely incredible so why was instagram your platform of choice to distribute the series was it the instant access that it provides please tell me that what we've seen in this series is only like a teaser as <laughs> i think we definitely need to see more of mac so please just tell me that and i'll be fine with that Thank you. Yes, it's a teaser. So um, basically, I I created this this um, series. I kind of in the beginning, it was kind of like a pitch concept for a pilot, and we submitted to festivals. We took it to a few festivals, which was really fun. And then I kind of decided um, that I wanted to write a more fully fleshed out pilot to then pitch um, as a show that is kind of a little bit different in tone. And I had some some new, more specific ideas about it, but I didn't want this whole thing to just fall to the wayside, you know, cause it's so fun. And um, I just thought splitting it up into little three to five minute episodes would be kind of a fun, um, you know, that's a great, online is a great place for that. Cause we're consuming things a lot quicker, kind of these like, shorter little snippets of thing that we can just watch in passing. Um, so that's why I chose to put it out. And now I am moving on to work on the like kind of more fleshed out version of it that I want to turn into a TV show. So I'm working on writing it now. Wow, it is, it is awesome. So thank you for giving me the answer that I wanted. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Um, so, you know, off screen, you are a home renovating, do-it-yourself queen. What project that you've done are you most proud of? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um, in terms of building, 
I have a project that stands out to me the most, which is like this built-in wine rack unit that I just used, did a really fun kind of design. The math behind it was so hard, but then when I saw it come together, it was like my first big build of a built-in that like I felt really proud of, that I felt it looked professional and I, I felt great about it. Overall, the project that I'm most proud of is the the renovation that I just did on um, our duplex because that that was my first really big project that I general contracted and did most of the building myself. And like it's been, you know, a year and a half of, you know, a lot of blood, sweat and tears. And um, and, you know, that's been my dream now for a long time was to be able to do like a full on renovation. And I've kind of been working through one one project, one room at a time, and I'm nearing the end of it. And um, I am definitely proud of that whole journey. Well, you're proud of it. I'm impressed by it. So many can't help but be impressed by by everything that you do, but specifically this renovation. What? So amazing. And and I love that you do post and share online so that we can follow. And um, I feel like it's it's my second home. Actually. Oh, <laughs> I know it's hard. I went through the majority of it not sharing because I was like way in over my head for a while there. And I, you know, had a little one year old and like could was just very overwhelmed so there was no time for filming or any of that but as i like started getting to the place where i could see again um i had started taking more time to share so it's been really fun to be able to you know share and get yeah saying these nice things like you are <laughs> <laughs> so nice. well well you know it's when we um look back at, at projects you know i i growing up i remember learning how to use tools from my mom she taught me everything that I knew about building and home repairs and even some wiring. Uh, you know, I learned not only how to use tools, but how to care for them. I learned how to select materials for projects and the importance of cleaning up afterward uh, from properly measuring, which I didn't do often, uh, <laughs> you know, to creative problem solving. I learned so much from using tools. I also learned a lot about myself. My biggest learning uh, patience isn't one of my strongest virtues and I need to work on that. So there was that. My question for you, Gabby, is what have you learned not only about, you know, home improvement and these sorts of things, but also uh, about yourself and all of this? It's mm, a good question. Um, I have learned how uh, determined and stubborn I am. <laughs> um, I have learned, um, so much about like the process of building a home. I, I've always found that stuff fascinating. Like how do people do things? They're ha like, it can't be that crazy complicated because people do it. So like, why can't I know how? And like, how do I learn? So, I've always, I, I've always just been fascinated by that. Like how things are made, how things work. What's behind this drywall? Like how did people get this house standing so that it doesn't fall down in the wind? Like I just want, wanted to know these things. And so 
I think um, what I've learned the, the most is like just, I mean, from watching YouTube videos and all of that as I go each project, learning how these things are done, how to tile, how to, you know, um, and then um, I guess uh, what I've learned about myself on top of that is um, I like heard this uh, podcast with somebody recently where she talks about how everything is figure outable. And like, so never, you know, in terms of like, we're talking about patience and all of that, I obviously struggle with patience too, whether it's with my three-year-old or with my projects, you know, that's always something that's coming up. But like, no matter what happens, everything is figure outable. And I think I've translated that to my projects lately, like with whatever came up with the renovation. It was like, oh my gosh, this is going to cost this much. What do I do? Or, you know, oh my gosh, there's a pipe here and it needs to be here. What are we going to do? Like, no matter what comes up, these things aren't lining up. It's driving me crazy. What am I going to do? No matter what comes up, everything is figure outable. And I just thought that was so cool. Mm -hmm. um, now, I mean, that's applicable, obviously, to life in general. You know, anything that comes up along the way, whether it's health stuff, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, like, okay, we need to figure out how to handle this. Everything is figure out. Well, how do we move forward? What do we do? What's the next step? The one next step. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's a, probably the biggest thing. And you're, you're so right. You're spot on when you say that, I mean, building a house, whether you're building a house or you're building a life, there's these shared lessons between the two. Is it, do you feel it's like that with filmmaking too? Building a house, building a, like writing a film, creating a film, and are there a lot of? Yes, totally. I mean, yes, Through throughout the process, there's so many things that come up where you're just like stuck and you don't know where to go next. And it's like, and sometimes you do have to just take a step back from it and like have a minute to let things come to you. You know, it's not always like, okay, I'm going to just work on this until I figure it out. Sometimes you need to see it from a different perspective, but it's totally 100% applicable to, you know, filmmaking and all that. Mm -hmm. as well. mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, again, me looking back, working with my mom was one of the first major projects was re-roofing a storage shed in our yard. Um, what was, so, and, and you mentioned like your, your favorite projects. What was your first major one that you attempted? Whether you succeeded or failed, what was that first one where you're like, oh. Well, the first one that I attempted and did not complete was um, this um, apartment that I was renting just after college. I got permission from the landlord to refinish the kitchen cabinets. And I think I like did half and then, and then <laughs> um, like one side of it or something. Um, but then after that was another kitchen, refinishing the kitchen cabinets, which I did complete. That was our first house. And um, the kitchen was like very old from the 60s you know so I sanded down all the cabinets and painted them all um, and that was a huge undertaking that I did on my own before we moved in um, and it took a lot of time but it was so fun right right yeah. um, so we're gonna get very personal now mm -hmm. for me I'll go first for me my tool of choice is my Leatherman I am a huge fan of versatility that way. So how about you, Gabby? If you had to choose only one tool to use for the rest of your life, one tool, rest of your life, what would it be? That's such a hard question. Isn't it? 
there's so many that are necessary. I think um, since I my favorite aspect of building DIY is woodworking, my saws, one of my saws, maybe probably my miter saw. That's like the most you know useful. I mean, you really need all the saws depending on what you're doing. But I would pick my miter saw um, or my or my nail gun. That thing is really fun and does a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> You can feel the power when you, you use it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so absolutely leading by example, whether you know it or not, you are empowering other women, daring them even to take on challenges that they may never have considered attempting otherwise. So question now is for those who don't yet trust their hands with tools, what advice do you have for those aspiring to be handy women? Hmm. Um, well, like we were talking about before, one step at a time. I think the main question that I get when people see my projects and message me about it is like, oh, I have so many things that I would love to do. I just don't know where to start. And it's like, you just have to pick a place, like pick the project and then Google it and then figure out the very first thing that you have to do, the tiniest task that you have to do to, to complete the project, but just the first step. Then once you've done that, figure out the second step, then the one step after that, like these, these things are all things that people do. And it's no, you know, obviously, you know, I think that there is some level of skill involved. I used to think, you know, that it was just people are not realizing that they, you know, everyone can do it. And then some people have told me, well, Gabby, I tried this and I, you know, <laughs> I don't think it's as easy as you're making it sound. So I'm, I'm always like, I'm sorry, I made it, you know, sound like it wasn't. But if you really focus on one thing at a time, one tiny step, then you're going to finish it, you know, one tiny yeah, and that, that is great advice. And again, applies to life too. Instead of taking the whole project, that can be super, super overwhelming, but to one step at a time, one step it. Yes. Great advice. So as we near the end of our conversation, let's mm -hmm. go back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. I introduced you as an actress and builder. Beyond building, let's talk about acting. What's now and what's next for you that way? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a movie coming out. I had a, a part in the movie coming out called Air about um, Michael Jordan's coming to Nike in the 80s and um, Sonny Vaccaro and Phil Knight uh, played a part in it. Um, so that was really fun to work on. That's coming out April 5th. And um, aside from that, I'm auditioning um, and and working on writing this um, this show that I will also be acting in when it's finished and ready to be made. Awesome. That is awesome. Well, we will keep our eyes open. We'll continue to I'll continue to stalk you on Instagram with all the latest and greatest in your project world. Uh, one more thing before we go, are you up for like just a quick little game, like a quick fun word game? Sure. I love words. You know this about me. Um, so I'm going to say a word. I'm going to give you nine of them because it's my favorite number. I'll say a word. You say the first word that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. All right. Saw. 
Cut. Film. Acting. Home. Safe. Family. Love. When. Now. <laughs> Let me think of another one. Try. <laughs> Husband. <laughs> Let me think of a couple more. I'm just like thinking of these off the fly here. So let's say, how about state? Presence. If. Yes. You. Me. Thank you. That was fun. <laughs> Loved it. Oh, that was so fun. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your story, to share your world, uh, the inside and outside of it. Thank you for helping all of us become a bit more aware now. Thank you so much, Gabby. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now.